Hello, everyone. Welcome to the Alaska Cast. Today, we're talking with Teal Rogers, the coordinator and a co-founder of the Alaska Yoga Festival, an aerialist and owner of the Golden Heart Performing Arts, the Outdoor Programs Coordinator at REI, and I'm sure so many other things. Uh, Teal, welcome to the show. Thanks for talking with us. Hi, Kuba. Thanks for having me. <laughs> so you, you, you do a lot in the community, and you've been doing a lot for a very long time, and I remember that you started, and I was very intrigued with Golden Heart Performing Arts, which is a sort of aerial yoga, aerial silks company organization. And it's something that I've, I've never seen in Fairbanks before, up until uh, you, you, you kind of started the, the movement, the company here. And since then, I've seen it in a whole bunch of different gyms and different locations. And why, why that? Why was that sort of your, why was that the business that you wanted to start? Um, oh, yeah. Okay. So I guess I would say uh, when remember when you're like maybe in second or third grade and you write a letter to your future self and uh, that's supposed to be like, I'm going to be blank. And in a second, third grader mind, I was like, I'm going to be a doctor or an astronaut or a teacher. Like just very basic things that a second or third grader would imagine as a job. And uh, as I went through college, I found myself with way more options than I could possibly imagine taking on. And uh, one job kind of led to a next, and I always had fun along the way. I spent a lot of time at the gym, and I got introduced to a friend who uh, spent a year teaching me aerial film. And I learned while I was a student at the university here in Fairbanks. Um, and just kind of opened up the whole door to what I could do with the rest of my life. And that was eight years ago. <laughs> Seems like a long time, but eight years ago, I started Ariel Soap um, at the UAS gym with Miriam Brooks. And it was really fun. First time I got on the fabric, I was absolutely in love with it. And I said, I want to do this every day. And she wanted to do it every day. So we spent every day doing Ariel Soap as many days as we could and it was really popular we started a student club on campus called aurora aerial arts that took off like crazy and uh we just needed more ceiling space to play and practice in so uh, we're currently operating on a sundog crossfit and uh, they've got nice tall 24 foot ceilings so that's kind of the home of golden heart performing arts and uh, we launched that in 2015 so we we're now five years old Wow, congratulations. From everything that I've seen, I've seen you guys at the parade golden days here in, in Fairbanks, and I've seen a lot of very happy younger people, especially kind of enjoying the silks. Um, and you guys are trying to make and form um, and purchase space for a new studio. Is that right? Yeah, we are actually underway right now. Yesterday, we took out a wall. <laughs> um, so we're like just renovating a space and getting it ready. Uh, we have a beautiful home right now of about 700 square feet, and we're moving into over 3,000 square feet. Um, I've just outgrown the space, and along the five years of operating a business, I've also racked up a bunch of different certifications and movement-based arts, and just things that I thought our community would really enjoy. And it also gave me an excuse to travel um, to different countries and different states while still working. That's that's fantastic. A good segue kind of into this idea of, uh, I know a lot of people have done yoga, but I don't know that many, even here, 
um, where this has been going on for a long time, that have done aerial silks. What what does that look like when you when you walk into a class? What do you have in front of you? Yeah. Um, so let me introduce aerial silks and what it is, because a lot of people don't even know what you're talking about. <laughs> right. Yeah. Um, my like quick and easy. It's like the Cirque du Soleil ribbons that come from the sky and you do gymnastics in them. Most people have some idea of what that means, and it seems a good picture for them. Aerial, to me, is a lot like martial arts, and um, unless you're a martial artist yourself or maybe have some practice behind you, you might not really know the difference between Taekwondo and Tai Chi and Karate and Tung Fu Do and all of the varieties of martial arts, uh, unless you're trained. So to aerialists, there are tons of different genres of aerials, and it is a movement-based art. So to me, it's not a competitive thing like gymnastics might be. And it's more free-flowing and creative like dance. So there's aerial dance. Um, there's aerial yoga. There's aerial slings. There's aerial tissues. Um, people climb aerial nets. And I've even seen this queen. <laughs> so the whole genre of what you can do in the air is wide open. And uh, that's what's so exciting to me about it, is you can never be the best aerialist in the world. Uh, you have to be creative in how you present aerial. And some people choose to tell stories. Some people choose to just entertain. Um, I, it's an open book. Anything can happen in the air. I, and I have a I have a friend um, who was very interested in doing aerial silks, but one thing that she was a little bit worried about was... I think her own coordination and her strength and, and her size. And she wasn't sure if she'd feel yeah. comfortable. Um, are there any sort of restrictions on who can get started with this? I think every studio has their own policy. Um, my thought is there is a move for everybody, but not everybody can do the same move. Um, that meaning that some of us are more flexible in our back or shoulders. Some of us have more strength in our legs and our arms. Um, and we teach everything low and slow from the beginning. So we don't send you 20 feet in the air and then tell you to do a hip key roll up when you don't even know what that is on the ground. <laughs> so the, the slow moving pace of the class uh, really helps at first. And then as you start to feel more comfortable with your new partner, um, just like you do a partner dance and ballroom, uh, you have to learn your your partner's skills and what it can do to help you. And about five classes in, we really start to see a difference in people's behavior with the aerial fabric. I took one class with with Emma um, as the instructor, and it was it was wonderful. It was a mm-hmm. lot of fun. Um, I quickly learned that it is. I, I assumed it would be difficult, but I'm incredibly um, even knowing that it would be difficult going in. I think watching someone who's done it for years and who, who's very comfortable up in the air and realizing what it takes to make those movements is pretty, it's pretty, pretty amazing. Um, and you guys, along yeah. with putting on, um, you know, along with practicing, you also put on shows, right? Yeah, we do about 20 shows a year. Nice. That's a lot. <laughs> that is a lot. That's a, uh, is each one sort of, uh, do you guys practice? Is there like a, like a um, sort of a performance aspect to the classes? Or is it uh, sort yeah. of depend? Yeah. So we kind of have two different ways you can experience aerial. Uh, one of them is like a drop-in class where you buy a punch card and you just kind of come and go as you please. And I would categorize that more as, Students that are interested in the fitness side of aerial. 
um, they're there to get their workout in, or maybe they're just a little bit more restricted with their time. A lot of parents use that as rewards for their students. If they're getting their homework turned in, then they get to go to aerial silks or if they do their chores, which I'm a big fan of. <laughs> um, and then the other track is our performing arts side. And every spring uh, in April, May and April, we have auditions for our performing arts troupe. And that troupe travels around uh, mostly the interior of Alaska um, for all of June, July, and part of August. They get to go to different shows across the state with us. Um, it's one way for us to generate revenue. Um, as artists, we're still always compromising our love and the amount of time we put into practice um, versus what we can get out of it financially. Mm -hmm. So shows are a good way for me to teach some of our younger students um, how they get paid as performers and how they get treated as performers. It also gives them the opportunity to get into some of the coolest festivals around Fairbanks um, for free and to see the backside of how those events operate. So everything is a learning step along our, our direction with the troop and along the direction with all of our students. So anything we can do to teach them other quality life skills that are inside or outside of the studio space, uh, that's, that's a huge gift because they usually teach themselves those things and for them to teach and learn in one environment together. We love that. <laughs> We're much more community-focused than just a uh, performing arts company. Absolutely. And I, I think looking at a lot of the photos that you guys have posted on your website and social media and even going to a few shows that you guys have had, um, I've noticed that a lot of the kids that are performing are, are kind of on the younger side. Um, is this kind of a comparative? Um, I know that there's kind of a gymnastic scene. There's a dancing scene here in Fairbanks. Is this one of those sort of complementary type of sports? Yeah, it's a it's a hodgepodge of a lot of things. And I was doing rock climbing and belly dance when I found Ariel. So <laughs> I guess <laughs> the two things kind of combined into one greater force. I had danced my whole life growing up um, at Dance Theater Fairbanks and North Star Ballet here in Fairbanks. Um, and that just really opened up the ideas of what I could do with my body. And to use that as art is really fun and exciting. We start our students at ages seven and up. And the reason why is just multi-step directions that I need students to start to recognize what left and right is. Um, and when they're seven years old, they're pretty excited to learn and to hang out with other uh, older role models. We've also had all the way up to 76 years of age <laughs> wow. take Ariel with us. Um, so really, there's no weight restriction. There's no age restriction. Um, you just have to be in a spot where you feel comfortable trying something. You'll probably fail at the first few times until you learn the trick to make it more comfortable and more fun. And going beyond sort of your role at um, Golden Heart Performing Arts, what is... What is um, the Alaska Yoga Festival, and how did, did you start that? Yeah, I did. Um, I kind of found yoga after I found Ariel. Um, I, I don't think that's common for most people, but I wanted to get a certification in something Ariel-related, and because it is such a wide variety of interests out there, whether it's a circus or just fitness aspect of Ariel. Um, every studio holds that presence a little differently. 
I found that there was an aerial yoga certification going on in Anchorage at um, what used to be the Air Aerial Yoga Studio. And I went for it. Uh, one of my friends had also done that certification and said it was a really good foundation. And it also just spoke to me and my community a little differently than the aerial gymnastics we traditionally do while showing um, or performing. The aerial yoga for me is a low-lying hammock that sits about hip weight off of the ground. Um, so if you were to do downward-facing dog, you would feel a lift in your hip with this hammock around your body. And it's a slow and gentle practice and focused on breath more so than getting into a cool drop or a flip. I really enjoyed it. And I, I love yoga. I really just found myself interested in it and started taking classes all over the state and while I was traveling. Um, and it kind of just led me in a good direction. But I noticed there wasn't um, really a shared connection sometimes between community members that they enjoyed yoga, but they didn't know where to start, who to practice with, um, what some of the beef was going on between studios as life was changing. Um, the community felt those pressures because we're Fairbanks and everyone knows everyone here. And I thought that the creation of Alaska Yoga Festival would be a great way to just say, hey, all of us are here to celebrate the same life force and the same energy and to share that. And I said, we need to get all the right people together on the right day and the right time and celebrate yoga. Um, and that's kind of what just came across my mind. It was almost like a dream one day. And then the next day I was purchasing the business license because I knew it was a good idea. <laughs> and here I am. This is going to be our third year at the yoga festival. Um, we're slowly learning and growing along the lines, but I've previously helped run many events around town and had a good idea of where to start. So we're learning um, as we go year to year and things change. Uh, we went from a one-day festival to a two-day festival, and now we'll be on a three-day festival for year three. And I've noticed a kind of an explosion of sort of spaces that promote things like, like yoga, uh, like aerial silks. But still, in my mind, when I think of hot spots to do these sort of activities in Alaska, isn't one of them. Why, why is it worth staying in Alaska and not going to somewhere like Seattle or Portland um, to try to capture, you know, or have a business that has more space for success, more people going in out of it? Why stay here in Fairbanks? That is a really tough question, and I think any young Alaskan who's listening to the podcast um, can also relate to this in some some way or another, but when you grow up in Alaska, the first thing you want to do is get out, and you want to see what else is out in the world and what it looks like. Um, right out of high school, I felt that pressure a lot more than ever was just to go do college in another state or another country. Um, fortunately, I have had the privilege of traveling overseas and seeing how other people live and what their lifestyle is like. And I have kind of used that as a little note in my back pocket or the back of my head all the time, um, just to treat others with respect and kindness and to continue that compassion from one human to another. And yoga, to me, was 
just speaking in that very direction as well. So I'm, I'm still developing um, really where I will ever tell myself to stop and to just keep traveling and going along the way um, of everything that feels like it's flowing in a good direction. <laughs> and that's, that's hard. And uh, in Fairbanks, when you want to grow up and get out of here, you might think it's a good idea to leave for a while, but there's always something that pulls you back to the size of the community and the outdoor recreation we have here. Fairbanks is a unique spot and it's on the verge of getting bigger and better with um, a lot of our younger population sticking around and trying to grow families and businesses here. And I'm excited to see what that will look like. And I know other communities have other cool things going on and they're so fun to visit and to be a part of. And maybe you stay there for a year or three years or 10 years, but people come back to Fairbanks. It's the Golden Heart City for a reason. I think you're absolutely right. And I think that mirrors a lot of what, what I was thinking because I, I left for, uh, for school and for, for three years, I lived out of state and I, in high school, couldn't wait to leave. Um, and near the end of those three mm-hmm. more years, I couldn't wait to come back. Um, and, you know, now I think it's a place that I really want to grow some roots and stay. And I think looking around at at people um, our age and, you know, the next five years back and 10 years forward, I think people want to stay and kind of grow something. And it's pretty exciting to see. Yeah, we are, we are that generation that is basically putting in deeper roots into these um, sub-Arctic lands and we live through the 40 below and we actually love it we appreciate it and we know what that's like and a little chip on our shoulder to be an alaskan and we're pretty proud of what we do in our state for sure absolutely so today is it's wednesday the 18th of march um and our community and nationwide and all around the world there's a viral pandemic and i know that just yesterday, the day before, you made a, a tough decision to stop holding classes, um, and it's a challenge, um, and we don't know how long it'll last, but what are your thoughts on the effect on small businesses like yours and so many other for COVID-19 for the coronavirus? That is a really tough one. Um, I feel like just even nervous talking about it because it's an unknown for everyone at the moment and hopefully soon we'll find some clarity but we closed down our doors yesterday um we're not practicing or using our equipment we're not allowing others to and for many people uh going to the gym or playing in the air is their escape and it's a piece of healthy exercise so that really hurts uh, my heartstrings to just know that we're that for so many people and to just take it down for an unknown amount of time. Will we be able to bounce back? Um, what does our future look like as a small business, um, as a fitness industry, as a performing arts company? Um, we'll be really leaning on our community very strong uh, once, once this all finds some sort of relief. And, um, I don't, I don't have the answer. <laughs> yeah. um, I feel like as a business owner, maybe something people 
aren't as aware of if they don't own their own business, but uh, we depend a lot on membership and for people to be consistently with us. We really cherish our clients and our friends that come into practice with us. And uh, I've seen two sort of reactions right away after we close the door. And one is there's so many people out there who are just nervous about money. And many people have reached out for refunds. Uh, who are enrolled in courses. And then there's the other side where people are saying, please keep the money as a donation. We hope that you're able to succeed past the coronavirus outbreak and continue educating. Um, And those two things are very, very difficult as small business owners. And I think anyone who owns a business is relating to that at some point right now. Uh, We don't know. We don't know what to do. We don't know how it looks like. So um, right now, everything is just on freeze. Everything is on hold until we find some sort of clarity and I can make a better decision as a small business owner. Absolutely. Um, And it's something that, you know, I think it's a risky move to to shut the shut your doors and stop and it's I know a move that you made in the, the idea of following safety guidelines and for, for businesses like yours, and now um, it's it's many of them because restaurants, for example, are, will no longer be able to, uh, you know, dine in uh, for the foreseeable yeah. future. Um, how can we support businesses like yours? I love that you asked that, so thank you. Um, I think every business is trying to keep their social media updated with some way that people can connect and reach out to them. Um, I've asked my students, to think of something creative in their regular routine. Um, A few of the ideas would be to make brushing your teeth into a play (laughs) or to maybe make noodles and turn it into a dance. There's so many ways to be creative and you don't need to be in any certain place to be creative. You just have to have the idea and a little bit of play in your mind uh, to make things fun. And that can be done anywhere, anytime. Same with yoga. You don't have to have a yoga mat to do yoga. You don't have to be in a studio. It's cool that everyone has some range of mobility and can do something that feels good. (laughs) Yesterday, I just turned up the boombox outside in my driveway and had a dance party. I'm like, what else am I going to (laughs) do? It was one of those things I wanted to videotape and and share, but um, the internet is like clogged up, so there's no service around that. So I just enjoyed a dance party in the yard, and I mean anyone can do that and have fun. Yeah, I think that's that's a. I'm impressed that that's the direction that you went to answer that question. That's something that I've seen in your social media messaging too, is to, you know, to keep having fun, to keep moving. Yeah. To be. Yeah. I wish we could turn something online and have everybody, all of, all of the students that practice with us with their own aerial silks and their own households. <laughs> but it's a pretty unique apparatus to work with. And uh, not everyone has an aerial apparatus inside their house. <laughs> Not yet, but <laughs> changing gears a little bit, I guess I did want to ask you, yeah. you know, after this, what what do you want, what are you looking 
for for the Alaska Yoga Festival and for um, Aerial Silks in 10 years? What do you want that to look like? Man, tough question. <laughs> um, both things, I just want to be a welcoming environment for people of all ages, skills, and abilities. That's huge. Um, that people would walk into your door, walk into your event, and go, hey, I saw this sign, or I heard about you on social media. Um, that means a lot, just to be an open space to play. But I hope that the yoga festival will continue growth in a healthy manner, but primarily serve Alaskan residents first and then travelers second. Um, I'd also like to take that yoga festival and share it amongst other communities and not just in Fairbanks. Mm-hmm. It'd be nice to get down to Sitka and Haines and out to Nome or in Sparrow, Utsiavik. Um, maybe get Alaskans to travel a little bit out of their comfort zone and experience another community, small or large. So I'm looking forward to turning that into a moving festival sometime in the near future. And with Golden Heart Performing Arts, I really hope that we can put on some bigger productions in years to come. This new studio space will hopefully allow for us uh, to be a little bit more in control of the environment and welcome more guest instructors traveling from overseas and really enrich our program so that we're not just doing aerial silks, but incorporating acting and singing, um, opening up the doors to people who have some crazy skill that they want to share. I mean, laughter yoga is so fun. That would be awesome to have. Um, There's also things like ecstatic dance that Fairbanks doesn't even know about. I'm not sure if Anchorage is, even has an ecstatic dance going on, but things I've experienced overseas that I know our community would really rejoice over if they had the space to play. Uh, so with this new studio space, we'll be growing and offering more programs that I'm just so excited to share. <laughs> yeah, that's uh, I'm I'm excited for that too. What what is aesthetic dance? <laughs> um to somebody who might be looking at it from a distance with no description as to what's going on, <laughs> you would probably think there's a bunch of people in a room going crazy. And to the person experiencing the dance, it feels very freeing. And to the person leading the dance, they're basically just warming up the body and going through um, different senses to help people dance with no boundaries. Um, to move and shake and groove, eyes closed, eyes open, scarf, whatever you need to just move your body. Um, it's the least limiting dance I've ever seen in my life, and everyone can do it. That sounds very fun. I Yeah, if, if you end up teaching classes like that, or if you know anyone else here in Fairbanks that does, please let me know. A side note. Yeah. <laughs> um, and yeah. Sort of looking, when I think of you, Teal, I think of you as a kind of a, a savvy, pretty experienced now businesswoman. I know you've, you've tried and been involved with a whole bunch of different projects. Outside of the, the now, the response to sort of, you know, this, this virus, um, looking at kind of the landscape in Alaska on the business side, what, what do you think are the challenges that are kind of unique to the state and what, what are the opportunities here? 
I would say my biggest challenge is balancing the amount of time I want to spend outside with the amount of time I have to spend on the computer managing. (laughs) Uh, I grew up in a family that loves to raft and do everything outside. um, And that just, that can't ever stop in my life. So time management is always tricky. Um, I also am just not a computer person (laughs) at all. And in today's world, we need to communicate on social channels and emails. And um, the digital world is very much a part of my life when I wish I did not have it in my life multiple times. Mm -hmm. And to live a little bit more um, spacious and relaxed lifestyle away from technology. And that's a big challenge for me. It might not be a challenge for others. But in time, I think that. Alaska will continue to modernize and keep up with the internet and what's going on with technology. Um, I might not be the most technologically savvy business owner, but I do know a lot of good resources and a lot of people within my network to help me uh, when I'm not sure how to do something or just need an extra hand making something happen. It's been my experience as well and talking with business owners that have here that are here in the community it seems like taking over the administrative things seems really limit your time for the actual the, the fun thing that you do as well as sort of the rest of your life but you know alaska has some sort of has uh there are opportunities here that you can't find anywhere else either what, what do those look like to you well i would say one big opportunity from a business perspective is the small business development center which is hosted through the university of alaska anchorage they have been a huge key in just answering questions um and even bringing awareness of things i don't even know about you could look on google for days trying to figure out answers to your question as a business owner but to have someone to go to and just bounce ideas off of that's been a huge investment in my time and every second has been worth it so shout out to everyone who works at the small business development centers across the state they're really aiding a lot of people um, into success and i'm happy to be a part of that um outdoor opportunities for me are (laughs) so various i have entered into many competitive Packrafting races and fat bike races, skiing, alpine, and cross country. I love everything I can do outside, and I love to be away from cell phone service and <laughs> the communities. Um, to explore and get lost in the woods is a really fun treat as an Alaskan. I even just purchased an inreach uh, Garmin. So if I do get lost in the woods for real, I'll be able to at least call someone for help. (laughs) There you go. And final question, Teal. Um, Looking ahead into the future of our state, are you hopeful? Are you concerned? A little bit of both. What do you think will be in 20, 50, 100 years? I'm so hopeful that everything will work its way and it will be okay. Um, definitely have some concerns right now with the virus going on. Um, There's already been some communication coming out about loans for businesses and ways that the government can try to aid and release funds for what's going on. Uh, We're still unsure of what that really looks like. 
And I hope by the time the podcast gets out, there is a resolution or some sort of clarity. But 10, 20, 50 years down the line, Alaska is still going to be as beautiful as ever. And I want to raise my kids in a spot where they can be outside every day and not in front of an iPad. So I just hope that movement art gets kids away from doing their normal routine or getting stuck in a world of technology and that they actually get the opportunity to get out and do something that makes them uncomfortable but is also freeing and gives them the opportunity to just be them and not someone else. Fantastic. We've been talking with Teal Rogers, an aerialist and owner of Golden Heart Performing Arts, the coordinator at Alaska Yoga Festival. Their long list of accomplishments as well. Teal, thanks so much for talking with us. Suva, thank you so much for uh, making this podcast and giving me the opportunity to share my story. I really appreciate it. Thanks. The Alaska Cat